education not provided by intelligence, but that which is invincible on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. True education is not determined by capacity of intelligence, but an invisible thing. On this episode, we're looking at the capacity of faith. Welcome to Inverse, everyone. We're so happy that you are here with us, and here in the studio with me are my friends. And, and, and spiritually, we have uh, Callie with us by streaming, uh, ah. physically, spiritually, and mentally, all those components. <laughs> true education. Anyway, so let's go into <laughs> our episode today. Callie, if you can pray for us, we'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this time that we can study your word together. I pray that you would open our eyes, that we would see what you want us to see, that we'd better understand faith, not just to know, but to live a life of faith. We ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 We are in this arc, this overarching uh, topic of, of education, and we've talked about a lot of stuff, yes? Mm -hmm. And so Israel, fly by and, and help us to see the mountains and the valleys and where we've been. We've been all over the universe with education, and we're not talking about education. Again, it's, we're going to sound like a broken record. We are not talking about education in terms of homework and a grades and 4.0 GPA and a resume. So please don't get stressed out. But we're talking about education as in the meaning of life is what we're discovering here. Mm. So Israel, help us out. We start off by talking about the foundation of education. Mm. God as a creator, God as a redeemer. Knowing God is the most critical part of education. The foundation the the uh, the means of education and ultimately the end of education. Mm -hmm. Why are these things important? Because at the foundation of all these uh, elements, we discover that God is love, mm -hmm. and so love is the foundation of education. Not just love for God, but also love for man. And God developed it, designed it in such a way so that as we live lives of unselfishness, we actually develop our own selves. Mm -hmm. We looked at the story of the Good Samaritan when we help others. That action in and of itself is the means by which we are developed. Mm -hmm. right. In many ways, this kind of parallels the, the self-development, uh, self self-help books out there when you go to these bookstores and right. that section is very large. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that world falls upon itself yeah. uh, because of the, the premises that we've talked yeah. about this entire season. Right. And this is God's own means of... Of development, yeah, yeah. And in terms of character development, self-development, but all the things, and this is what I think we always come back to, these are all the things that humanity has been striving for right. and really providing the answers for. Yeah. Right. Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And at the top of the show, I talked about this, is, this invisible thing. What is this invisible thing? We'll find in, find in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And Sebastian, if you can read up to verse 11, we appreciate it. Sure, let's read. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God 
must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which, sorry, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. And the chapter continues, and it's one of one of the, the most famous passages in Scripture, Absolutely. the faith chapter. I love it. It's, mo it's very like spoken word. You know, you have this motif of by faith and by faith, and, you mm -hmm. know, who, who this is just the master Bible study. Like, let me give you a Bible study on the Old Testament. And he just <laughs> do, 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 in one true. in one chapter. So, uh, as elementary, this question may sound, but it is fundamental. What is faith, and what does it play in a role in education? Mm -hmm. Israel. We, well, we've talked about education in the last last two episodes, and in two episodes ago, you asked that question. You know, what makes Adventist education unique mm. from everything else? And we looked at our last episode. We looked at the component of character. These are unique contributions from Adventism to the world, to the field of education. Another one is faith. Mm. And when we talk about faith, we're talking about you know um, the author of Hebrews talks about faith being the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Throughout Scripture, the, 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 uh, the definition that emerges of what faith is, simply put, faith is trusting God, believing that He loves us, and that He knows best what is for our good. And as a result of that, it causes us to surrender our weakness for His strength. It causes us to surrender our ignorance for His wisdom. But that's basically what Mm -hmm. faith is. Mm -hmm. By the way, we really want to encourage you to all to go to hopetv.org slash universe to see past episodes. You can go to the, the season on education and go to episode six, and we talk about Adventist education. Adventist education not in terms of the denominational system, but the philosophy from this eschatological movement of Seventh-day Adventists, those who are waiting for Jesus. How do we understand education? And we understand education a little bit differently from the Bible. Mm -hmm. We really want to encourage you to see the whole season and in other quarters as well. By the way, there's also another website called inversebible.org where we actually have the Bible study guides. So you may want to, you may want to have those things and, and, and gives you a little bit of context for, for, for this episode as well. Sebastian. Yeah, I was going to add that when you take the component of faith and that word there in the Greek in verse 1 about the substance, right? It's like the title deed as if it was the deed to a house or to a car. Mm. And when you take that idea that the word of God is central to the component of faith, every single person in this chapter was responding to something that God had said. Mm -hmm. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, as we learn in the book of Romans, references this very point. Yeah. But in this chapter, it's, it's interesting, as we've already kind of alluded to in previous episodes, of the centrality of the word of God to education, to knowing God, which is the ultimate foundation of it, mm -hmm. and faith is how that knowledge is obtained. Mm. Because when you look in verse 2 of Hebrews 11, it says that for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. But how? By faith we understand 
that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Mm -hmm. So it was faith that gave the understanding. Right. That was how learning came about. Mm -hmm. So you needed the word of God and you needed to have that trust in mm -hmm. the fact that God can be trustworthy in what he has said and has promised as we ended the passage. She judged him faithful. I appreciate this. Uh, your comment totally connects with episode one that we've had about knowing God and in this relationship of knowing God and there is another party, another entity on our spiritual walk that whatever he says will happen and we're banking on those promises and we're yes. banking on that contract. We don't see it yet. We may not see the evidence mm -hmm. yet, but it will happen yes. based on the goodness and the, and the character of God. So I appreciate yeah. that, the relational component. And that's kind of the, the basis of our reality, right? Which is what we've dealt with with God as creator, as redeemer, et cetera, et cetera, is that there's a component of confronting reality as it actually is and God bringing us back to that perception through faith. So in a certain sense, we're not really working in real time, yes? We don't, mm -hmm. we don't say this, we're going to wait for this, and, we, and, and when that happens, we do this. Mm -hmm. We just wait on God's time, God's words, God's promises, and act as if they were going to happen yes. and hope that they are going to happen. It's already true. And then we see past experience of when it did happen. Amen. Yeah? Uh, I think this is where the, the, the confidence comes, where it has happened in the past. They waited for it, it happened. They waited for it, it happened. They waited for it, it seemed like it wasn't going to, and then it happened. <laughs> and so now, it may seem like it's not going to happen, and the, it, seems, it seems like God may not come through, but He will as He has in the past. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So how does this link with education, though? Uh, what is, uh, you talk about this as yeah. a contribution to Adventist education. Yeah, it, so, it, hey, I'm studying for my test here, and uh, I don't see my good grades, but I'm going to wait for those good grades. Is that the application? <laughs> or is it yeah. far more on the philosophical? Well, it's yes and Israel no. And then yeah, yes and no. So, and this is why it's very, very critical for the foundation of knowing God as creator and redeemer is important. So when God created Adam and Eve, they naturally had faith and love uh, toward God. Right. These were natural things. And they did that because they knew who God was. That's yeah. important for us to underline, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So Adam and Eve naturally surrendered to God because they believed God was more powerful than them. God was more loving than them, and God was wiser than them. Mm. That's why if God said to Adam, hey, I want you to sing to the, you know, to the grapes in order for them to help them grow, Adam would not be like, are you sure? Like, you're not a farmer. He would not do this right? because he knew God has all power. God has all wisdom. God has all love. Mm -hmm. What happens in the fall of Adam and Eve is that these three things are broken. Mm. Now, Adam and Eve and you and I, we no longer believe in the wisdom, power, and love of God. Mm. And that's, if you think about faith, that is what that is. Essentially, either God does not love me enough to give me the A's, either God is not powerful enough to give me the A's, or God is not wise enough to give right. me the A's. He doesn't know that I need this A in order to get that job. Mm -hmm. And so it plays an enormous role. Knowing God has to be foundational to education. And so what faith does is this. It says, look, I don't necessarily need an A to get the job that God wants me to have. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the job that God wants me to have might not be the job that I think I need to have. Mm -hmm. And so faith says, I need to surrender everything that I am, how I think, my abilities and what I appreciate, I need to surrender all of that to God and say, God loves me enough to give me a job to do that will be a contribution to society and that will elevate me to the mm. place where I need to be. That's where faith comes in. And if that means God is going to miraculously give me an A, then that's what it means. If he means that he's going to give me the job that I need to get, even though I get an F, mm. then that is also what it means. So we don't know how that pans out, but it 
pans out very practically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at how, what, what, well, first of all, what Callie has to say, but also how does faith intersect with what Israel was just saying in the long-term goals of our life and the purpose of life and the meaning of life. This is something you don't want to miss. Stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We've been waxing eloquently about faith and about spiritual things, and we've entered not the third heavens, but the second heavens. But we want to come back down to earth here. And Callie, how does faith look like in the realm of education and, and, and just in a very real-time way? Well, I'll use an experience of mine to talk about one aspect of it, and that is a few years ago, I was working on a very, very difficult product, um, not product, project that was assigned by someone named Sebastian Braxton, and I was very, very stressed about it. Um, it was the hardest project I ever worked on in my life, and um, yeah, you're welcome. I miss you. And I, I was very, very stressed about this, and there was a lot of components about it, but I remember sitting down with Sebastian too. I'm gonna, just going to keep talking about you, Sebastian. Sorry. And I, I shared with him how stressed I was and he's asking me questions about it. And, you know, it's like, don't you, do you believe that, that God loves you? And at that time in my life, I was really struggling with that idea. But I thought through it and I was like, okay. And I actually thought of someone else in my life who I was like, this person loves me. And I know that God loves me more. So I was thinking about that person, you know, to kind of help me understand how much God loves me. And so I was like, yeah, God, God loves me. And so then Sebastian's like, so don't you think he would help you with this? Mm. And it was such a ridiculous question because that other person who's a human would of course help me. And God loves us. God loves me so much more than that, that human. But what I realized in there, in addition to not really understanding God's love for me and him caring about anything that disturbs my peace or is important to me beyond that is I realized I took the knowledge that I was trying to acquire to determine my value Meaning I thought if I got a C on this project, if I didn't pass, if whatever, that means I'm a terrible Value person, and a terrible Christian, and yeah. I don't steward my, my time and all this different stuff, even though I was doing my best. And so sometimes, even in a spiritual realm, you know, this is a very spiritual assignment, Sebastian's a spiritual person, mm -hmm. but I realized that at this time, I had made it about my identity when Jesus never meant that. And even in our assignments, sometimes we can, you know, bring that in too much. So faith is understanding who I am, irrelevant of my assignment grades, irrelevant of how I do. My, my identity is established outside of this, you know, other kind of education. Mm. Um, so I think that that's a big part that, mm. uh, that faith has helped me in, in my own education. Yeah, thank you for that. That was very, very uh, <laughs> tangible and very accessible for me to understand. <laughs> Uh, when, reading, when reading Hebrews chapter 11, I'm seeing that these are, like you said in Cali, in your example, in your testimony, and also in the, in the stories in the vignettes in, in chapter 11, mm -hmm. these are long-term narratives, yeah? I mean, these span mm -hmm. life, life, lifetimes and yep. how, where, where 
God as creator. I mean, he has called us. He has made us. And then this is not just like, hey, my most immediate goal for today or for tomorrow or for this year, although God does help us with those as well. Mm -hmm. But it's this trajectory that goes long term and how faith intersects with all the ups of our successes, but also of our failures and how God is also in those as well. This prosperity theory of that God is always this this upward incline. I mean, there's no character development in that whatsoever. It's just this Mm -hmm. blessing, 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 blessing. And like you said, Callie, when God doesn't bless, it must be that that there's something wrong with me or God's not with me or whatnot. Yes. Callie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you don't mind, can I go to a verse in Hebrews 11? Yes, by all means. You know, and and at the end of the chapter, it kind of, you know, a spoken word when he's like, I would, you know, I wouldn't have enough time to explain all these things that he kind of glosses over very quickly. But one of my favorite verses, although it's very intense, is verse 35 because of the two things that he compares there. So again, he's giving different examples of faith. In verse 35, it says, Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Hmm. These are two completely different things. Someone's like getting their people back that they love from the dead. Hmm. Other people are dying terrible deaths. And both of these are examples of faith. Hmm. And, you know, I, for a lot of time, I've been very afraid of, of of pain or of just not knowing what's going to come. But faith isn't, I believe that God will do what I want always. Mm-hmm. Faith is God has the ability to do anything and God will do right by me. Mm-hmm. And if I could see everything perfectly as it is, I would do exactly what God would do anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I trust that he knows all the things he needs to know. And I can trust, you know, even if I can't see the whole canvas, I can trust whatever he's painting in my life. Mm-hmm. And that is a profound point of faith because I think sometimes, you know, we say, oh, we're going to pray this person gets healed, which we should. But then like, what if they don't get healed? Does that, does that mean you didn't have faith? Right. Does that mean Jesus right. wasn't listening? Right. Right. Like faith isn't getting what you ask. Right. Faith goes beyond that. You still ask, but you believe that Jesus will and do trusting what in the is wisdom best. and the power and the love of God that uh, as exactly established. Yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that this really this really pushes us in a different approach to the goals that we have in life. Because it forces me not to look at, did I get into the school of my choice or am I the top of my class? But it's the recognition that sometimes God wants to use me in the middle of the class mm-hmm. or the fact that for some reason I couldn't get past organic chemistry. And now I'm in this repeat class, but it's because in the grand scheme of things, God is like, you're still going to be a doctor. You're still going to become a surgeon, but I just needed you to befriend that person to introduce them to the gospel mm-hmm. for their eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. And then you ask yourself the question, Am I willing to repeat an organic chemistry class, lay my glory in the dust so that another soul can make it into the kingdom? Yeah. And if you're a true believer in God and a lover of souls and of, and, and of men, then, of course, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Because what is me repeating this class in the light of eternity? Yeah. Because that's the heart of education is not just the, the, the possibilities of my development, but the entire period of existence possible to me. Mm-hmm. My choices are no longer grounded in the next 30 years of my life. Am I going to be married and, you know, have babies and eat rice and, you know, get married? <laughs> yeah. but, but it's really more so about in the grand scheme of eternity, what does this choice mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what Adventist education radically transforms mm-hmm. in the mind of any person going through life is my decisions are not life finite. These are eternal decisions. And therefore the weight of that compels me to think and to approach every problem 
opportunity completely different than anyone. Under this metric, under this rubric, then the metric would not be our graduates have gotten to this school, our graduates have made this average income, our graduates mm -hmm. have have established CEOs or this many companies or whatnot or average or you know the the metrics are different. Yeah, there completely. there is no metric. It is how it is. The faith is the metric. Mm -hmm. Faith is the metric. That even success is not the metric. They, no. Some some of these graduates may experience utter failure, but it, uh, as you're saying, if it leads to the, the the expansion of the kingdom of God, so be it. They've been successful in God's eyes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Success always depends upon the spirit in which the work is done. Mm -hmm. It never depends on the outcome because God is responsible for outcomes. Yes. And 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 I love what Sebastian and what Kelly are just saying here because mm -hmm. I feel like I resonate with that 100%. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the issue of faith, we never uh, uh, we never judge it by what is a, by what is apparent. And this is the problem that you know got us into the mess that we're in. When mm -hmm. Eve saw the fruit, it apparently seemed as though it was good for food, pleasant to the mm -hmm. eyes, mm -hmm. and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Yeah. And appearances are never the right way by which we should function, yet it is the way by which we function naturally. And so faith is mm -hmm. the ability that God gives us, the gift that God gives us, to function in Eden even though we live in a sinful, fallen world. Okay. We say, I'm going to ignore what is around me mm -hmm. because there is a real, although invisible, a real re reality that exists where God is king and God is in control and God will take care of me. How does this play out? It plays out extremely practically. It, when I'm in class, if I have faith, I will no longer compete for the best, mm. for the best grade mm -hmm. because I know that God has a will for my life that cannot be stopped or thwarted by anyone mm. else. Mm -hmm. And so what happens then You're is... You're free from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens then is I will actually share and help the people that I'm with, even if it means that you're going to get a better grade or even though you might have better, stronger intellectual acquirements. Yep. I'm going to help you in whatever way I can because I know that God loves you just as much as He loves me. And mm -hmm. so it avoids the spirit of competition. Mm -hmm. And what, what that does is it will produce better surgeons. It will produce better physicians. It will produce better uh, lawyers. And it will also produce better mechanics, better janitors, better teachers, better everything. Mm -hmm. So what happens then is what my goal in life is no longer to make money, but now it's how can I impact this, this generation right. for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So as a mechanic, what can I do to actually make the gospel attractive to you? What would happen if instead of charging you too much, I charge you too little? That would blow you away, mm. right? That would open opportunities mm. for us to talk about, I'm doing this because of the love of God. Mm. And this begins to have an immediate change on society today and on society in eternity. And this is what systematically should be happening within our educational system and within our lives. Amen. I know, right? That was like a revolution yeah. nuclear bomb there. <laughs> uh, you know, what I, I really appreciate is you, know, you were mentioning about Adam and Eve and the temptation, and, and I think that temptation is, is for all of us, yeah? Right. But I used to think of that as these are, these are, these are um, isolated, and these are small acts of, of temptation. These are, these are punctiliar uh, temptations. But what I'm, this, for, for this quarter is emerging, there are also these trajectorial temptations yeah mm -hmm. it's not just oh should I should I eat the, the this or should I eat that it's it's but it's throughout my life which choice am I going to which 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 uh, um, 
which, which side do I lean towards, not just in terms of one minute, but the next 50, 60, 70 years yes. that we are struggling with. And the education is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love this revolution, episode 13. So think yeah. about the profundity of the fact that you, in a proper biblical educational context, can influence a person's bias in those great critical moments mm. of life. Mm. So it's not so much about me saying you need to obey right now. Because to me, that's where the faith component says, it's not about how my children appear to behave today. Mm -hmm. It's not about, oh, they're the best well-behaved, they're the smartest in math class. That's not a predictor of their success. It's the fact that in in the Bible it says that if you train a child in the way in which they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. Mm. To bring you back to the fact that as a parent, I'm doing these things by faith. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not doing them because it's guaranteed results. Right. Rather than me going on a YouTube channel or a blog and say five ways to get your kid to obey or to get to the bath on time. It's like, no, you need to step in this way through love, through the proper principles of true education mm-hmm. to guide my son. Trusting that if I submit to God's authority and plan for developing my son, mm-hmm. he will take care of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And what my son will become has nothing to do with the school he went to or the neighborhood he grew up in, or what methodology I used outside of what this component of faith really compels me mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm. Chapter 11, I, I love it, really does not end in chapter 11. It actually goes to chapter 12. And I wish whoever did the chapterization would have made chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, part of chapter 11. Uh, verse 11 uh, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is before us, looking unto Jesus. Jesus. And Jesus is the apex of, you know, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. By, and this crescendo comes and its apex is the Lord Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Not by faith, but the one who made faith and authorized faith, uh, uh, created faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In many ways, he is the ideal model. Not in many ways. In all ways, he is the model. Model of, of true education, he in, 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 he failed, yeah. he died, mm-hmm. so that we may be saved. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. here, here we are. We need to save the. Uh, we need to not be competitive and help our classmate or help our workmate. And, and we have Jesus as our motto until death. Yes. Yes. For for their success, for their salvation. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It is. The, and 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 what I love about the, these verses is it says looking now. Now you look to Jesus, mm. who is the author. That's the beginning and the past, and who is the future in mm. the, the the finisher in the future. There's never a time in which Jesus is not applicable mm-hmm. to my Christian and educational mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very excited, and to, we don't have enough time to continue this Absolutely. study. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org for these Bible study guides on this topic of education. Very, very important. I think I mentioned it before or in a previous episode, but you want to uh, study these lessons uh, to really impact your trajectory. Oriel objectives in life. Is that a word? I hope that's a word. We'll make it a word. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. We really encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash inverse for all the previous quarters and previous seasons and previous episodes and also other good programs on TV. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week when we look at the topic of education and how it plays a factor into our character development. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams. Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. 
Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.